Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Selfish Podcast, where we talk about all things self-care, self-love, and self-indulgence. I'm your host, Sarah Whitney, and we have something special for you all this week. Morgan will be traveling on and off for a few weeks, so I brought in some really amazing guest hosts to join me in conversation in the interim. So today we have a very special guest, a close friend of mine, Alondra. Alondra is an Afro-Puerto Rican artist and creator. She is a historian, a daughter, an aunt, a student, and a teacher. And she is passionate about history, art, education, and sewing. Welcome to Selfish, Alondra. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited. We've been talking about this for months. Yeah, it has to be done. Mm -hmm. So how are you? I am doing wonderful now that you're here. Um, <laughs> Thank you. We, for our listeners, Alondra and I met in a mentorship pro- project, a mentorship program um, at our college. And I was the mentor and Alondra was the mentee. But now it's just kind of blossomed into a friendship because we have so much in common and we just really like hanging out with each other. Um, and I mean, I always said, who's mentoring who? So, you know, I I feel like it is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, mutual, it's mutually beneficial. The it mentorship is. was mutual. Um, but I feel like you are, the best mentor I have ever had. So it has to be say. Thank you. Oh, it's the truth. Don't, I'll cry. <laughs> we get emotional in here. No, don't do it. Um, okay, so on to the topic. On to the topic of the day, um, which actually came out of a conversation we were having in one of our like mentorship meetings about how to be a beginner. And I, I don't remember if it was about a creative project or about school, because we talk about both. Sure. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was a, about a creative uh, project. Okay. Because we're both always starting new things. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's constant. Multi-passionate people. Um, well, before we get into talking about the topic of course we'll do our check-in question which is related to the topic this week so what is a project that you are proud of so a project that i am proud of is a reimagination that i did um, of the afro latinx experience through fashion and fashion history i did a 17th century dress um french dress with Kente cloth and the petticoat was done with indigenous embroidery from Maya people and the Taino peoples. Um, so I'm very proud of that project. It took me months and I did everything from the corset to the painting and the hand sewing and the embroidery. That's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful embodiment of all like the different parts of you thank you and you said it took you months it took me months oh my goodness that's dedication um it was hard I will not say it was I was 
through the whole time having a great time, but I am so happy that I had that experience. Mm-hmm. And you still have it. Yes, I do. Like it was for a school project, right? But you didn't have to give it away. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, my, my project is also a sewing project, I would say. Um, I would say, no, it is a sewing project. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's not like your project. It's just a pair of pants that I made. It was one of the first things that I ever sewed. And I, I think they're really cute and I wear them all the time and they've held up really well. They're, they're the ocean pants. I think they're behind me right now. Oh. Yeah, these with the gold flecks in between. Those are the beautiful waves. pants. Yeah. So they're like a like a cotton material and on them is painted ocean waves that are like dark blue and light blue and they're really foamy. And then the waves are traced with like gold and they're wide leg pants. And I just feel really fabulous in them. So they are fabulous. And I want to say that you said it's just pants, but pants are one of the hardest things to make. I don't make pants. Really? I don't make pants. (laughs) I I mean, something you said to me, we were talking about robes and you said um, robes are just rectangles. I feel like pants are just rectangles with pockets, (laughs) with the weird pocket thing. That's the the hard part. The pockets. Uh... The pockets stress me out as I'm starting them, but I have never sewn a pocket. Okay, maybe the first pocket I sewed, I sewed in the wrong direction. (laughs) (laughs) But after that, I haven't had any issues with pockets. Um, Sometimes I forget the seam allowance and I Mm. cannot fit my hand in the pocket. Oh. But I just rip it off and do it again. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about sewing is you can just rip it and do it again. Mm-hmm. And Which, it's just shapes. Yeah, it's just shapes. This and so and so we start the conversation, right? About being a beginner. Because these were beginner, like a beginner project for me. Cause I had I think I had sewn a sweater for my mother, which was not a good beginner project mm-hmm. for a sewer. Um, we may be talking about sewing a lot today because we have this in common. Um, uh, yeah I had done the sweater and I decided the next project needed to be for me and it needed to be easier so I decided pants would be easier I thought pants would be easy the waistband is tricky that's the Um, thing for me the easiest the best beginner projects are skirts in my opinion because skirts are just depending which type of skirt you're making, they're just circles or rectangles that you attach in one side. Mm-hmm. Um, and then do the waistband, which is the trickiest part. But waistband. pants, you have to really think about how to connect them, how they're going to hang and everything like that. But skirts mm-hmm. is just a circle. If you make a circle skirt, it's just a circle. I've never made a skirt. And now I feel like I should track back and do that and be and begin at the beginning instead of starting with the hardest <laughs> with like the yeah. hardest possible projects because that's what I did and I feel like sometimes when we start in on you know beginning stuff 
it's like, okay, I have to start in on like the hardest thing, or I have to start in, I just have to jump in and like do whatever it is you're trying to accomplish at the end and start there. But it doesn't really work like that. You really have to yeah, build up to the end. It's that. It's like when divers of pools, like I always think about divers and pools, they don't start at the highest possible trampoline. They start jumping from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes I want to start something and I want to start doing a project that is super complex and I have never done that technique before. And then I just want to do it perfectly, the hardest thing ever. And it's, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. I, I find that sometimes when we do that, I think that it's just a symptom of capitalism. All problems root back to capitalism. But Everything. follow me here. It, it's all about rushing. It's all about, I don't have time to take the time and do this. Like, I have to be good at it fast. I have to get it done now. And I mean, that's what drives me. That's what I've heard drives other folks as well is, well, I got to figure this out quickly. Or there's mm-hmm. some reason why you feel you have to get it done. You, no, no one feels like they have enough time. And we all feel like the clock is running out. And so we just jump forward, like, okay, I need to do this thing. I need to do the hard thing, do it well, do it immediately and get it done. Wow. I was not expecting that, but at the same time, it makes complete, complete sense. Right. Um, is taking away steps from us, important steps that we have to because we don't have time because of capitalism. Capitalism is stealing away our process and our potential for taking our time and growing organically. And I mean, for some people, it's taking away the thing entirely because, you know, you go into something and it's like, I want to do this thing. If I'm not good at it immediately or within a short timeline, then I should throw it away and move on to the next thing. Yeah. It doesn't allow for us to be learners. No, and to be a beginner, you have to be a a learner. Mm. And the learning experience is being taken away from us. Yeah. I am just processing. Just processing what you just said. I am I never related back have related it back to capitalism and now it makes complete sense. Mhm. Oh yeah. I know I was going to go there today either, but you know, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um perfectionism also is a symptom of that. I mean, that's perfectionism. So before we like really dive in, dive in, because we're going to talk about perfectionism a lot, I want to kind of define what that is and what it means and, you know, talk about why how to be a beginner is part of being a little more selfish. So to start, perfectionism, I think um, I was talking to someone in a, a group I was in And we were talking about like perfectionism and imposter syndrome. And one person said, you know, I don't think that I am perfect. Um, So like perfectionism as, as a concept doesn't resonate with me. And I thought, oh, that's interesting because 
they were taking that word literally, like perfectionism, Mm -hmm. meaning someone who wants to do things perfectly, who wants to have a pristine lawn cut with scissors, or who wants to make sure their hair is perfectly coiffed, or who wants to make sure that every period is where it's supposed to be in their term paper and every word is perfectly, you know, like perfect. We have to do everything perfect. Mm -hmm. And when I hear perfectionism, and I think it took me time to kind of understand what the intention of it is and what the real definition is. Perfectionism is more so the idea that if you can't do it the best way, then you shouldn't do it. Or if you can't be the best, then you shouldn't do it. Yeah, I struggle with perfectionism too. And I honestly, it's not that I think I'm perfect and that everything I do is perfect. It's that idea that if I, the first time I I make it is not the best, then I shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And best, you know, is a general term, right? So when we think of the best, sometimes it's, oh, well, I just expect that of myself. Mm-hmm. And we tell ourselves that, right? So the best could be variable. The best could be something that you made up in your mind, which probably came from some external influences. So the best could be whatever standard has been set before you, like in a social context or academic context, Um or the best, quote unquote, or what's perfect could mean anything, which is also dangerous because you can move the, the, goal po- the goalpost back every time you achieve something so that you will never achieve it. And you will always feel like you are not um, ach- reaching your goal. And that's perfectionism. So that whole process, that's perfectionism. <laughs> yeah. And I think people don't see that in themselves, but a lot of us deal with it. I think for me is, oh, I always said, oh, but that's not the best of me. But what does it mean to be the best of me if I keep mm-hmm. changing it? Mm-hmm. So it is a struggle that I'm still dealing with, <laughs> perfectionism. <laughs> I don't have uh, a straight answer about that. But I can say that we have to redefine what it means to be good for something to be good because sometimes we think if it's not good or if it's not the best it's not worth anything Mm -hmm. and that's simply not true it's not true yeah it's it's still worthy it's still a worthy pursuit it's still a worthy project if it's not you know number one top top 20 it doesn't have to be And you don't have to be good at something to enjoy it either. Ooh, a word. That is is something that I struggle with. I am not good at crochet, Mm. but I like doing crochet. And I I don't do it as much because my projects don't turn out to be how I want them to look. Mm -hmm. But I just enjoy so much the movement of it. Mm. that right now what I'm doing is just doing stitches there's not a project in mind it's just doing the stitches because I enjoy the movement Mm. so I think we have to come to terms that you don't have to be quote-unquote good at something 
to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Thank you. What do you mean, what do you mean you're not good at crochet? I, I'd like also find that hard to believe. <laughs> it's not that I am bad at it. It's just for me, it is hard to deal with this, like to make things, to make. Mm, okay. It just is. It doesn't come to me as sewing. Like making a pattern, like yeah. making a hat, nah, but maybe making a scarf. Yes, gotcha. exactly. Got it. Um, so I still do it. That's wonderful. And I'm curious about our listeners. Uh, any of you listening in, talk to us, you know, write to us on our Instagram. Is there anything that you do that you're not really good at, but you do it anyway because you like it? Or is there something that you are not good at and you stop doing because you want it to be better at it? Let us know. Um, in that same vein, I also think that the like gig culture, like the gig economy feeds into perfectionism a little bit because everyone's hobby has to become monetized. Oh yeah. You can't, I you have can't a do lot nothing to for say fun. about that. <laughs> yeah, you, you cannot enjoy <laughs> anything without be having to think well I have to make money out of it I can make it a side hustle mm -hmm. I can are you gonna sell anything how are you gonna monetize it yeah oh you should sell these you should sell these you should mm. no I just enjoy doing my thing mm -hmm. um for me is with sewing I don't see myself creating uh, well, right now, I don't see myself creating a fashion empire or like <laughs> a fashion, like a fashion line. Mm -hmm. And people are like, you're good at sewing. You should sell clothes. And I'm like, but I like making clothing, clothing for myself. Mm -hmm. That's what I enjoy. Just finding something that I want to wear and making it. Mm -hmm. um, but this idea that everything has to have a profit. Is also comes from capitalism. capitalism. It's, it's capitalism. <laughs> we cannot enjoy anything. We can't have fun. Can't have nothing. Nothing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we, we are allowed to have leisure that is like independent, but also really involved. Like sitting at home and watching Netflix for leisure is normalized, but sitting at home and sewing is not. People are like, oh, like you're sewing, like for what? Exactly. Like, to sew. <laughs> um, oh, you're sitting at home or like you're doing your hair. Are you going to do other people's hair? No, I'm just, I like to do my hair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have to do anybody else's hair. It's just for me. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's not allowed. It's not allowed and it's sometimes I feel it is frowned upon because they're like, well, you're wasting that money on that thing mm -hmm. that you're not going to do, quote unquote, anything with. Yeah. Like that you're not going like, to move forward. Right. It's, it's like we've normalized. It's okay to spend money if you're going out, 
with someone to do something. If you're going out of your house, if you're going like to dinner or to a movie or to do something, or you're going out with a group, you should spend money. But if you're at home doing something, working on a project, you should be able to be monetizing that. Why would you spend money on? Why would why would you spend money on beads if you're not going to sell them later? Yeah. What? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's like it's you not. cannot give yourself things. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's always that, especially for women, that they are not we are not allowed to enjoy things without being scrutinized. Mm. Um, why do you spend so much money on clothing? Why do you spend money that much money on bags? Or why do you like same with knitting and, mm. and crochet is not seen as high art forms because historically it's done by women. So um, I feel like, we don't get to enjoy anything yeah. without a bot go- and an obstacle coming in. Yeah. And we, and we deserve enjoyment. We deserve to be able to just do things because we like to do them. It doesn't have to be a means to an end. This, exactly. Must everything be a means to an end? If we're, no. if we're, you know, being anti-capitalist, if we're being anti-white supremacist, then we have to throw away the perfectionism and the everything has to be a means to an end. This has to be monetized because those are all values that actually uphold both of those systems. Preach. So that's why, that's why selfish is here. And that's why we're talking about being a beginner because it's important. It's important for your self-indulgence practice. It's important for your self-care because if you're constantly just trying to, you know, chase chase the chase the ball I don't think that's the phrase I you know I had I had some steam and I lost it it's okay if <laughs> you're always the in the rat race yeah if you're always trying oh. to chase a bag oh lord <laughs> <laughs> if you always try <laughs> if you're always trying to chase a bag then when do you get to rest when do you get to enjoy do you only right. get to enjoy once it's been attained? And what if you can't do that? Because what if you're not the best at it? Yeah, I think resting is a means to rebel, to mm-hmm. rebel against the status quo. Resting is rebel. Um, and we have to realize that and use it for our advantage and our enjoyment and our happiness. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, Black joy is rebellion. Uh, by POC, bo- uh, joy is rebellion. And we have to take that as what it is. It's a method of rebellion. And we have to see it mm-hmm. as that. And You're right, though. Resting is rebellion. Like, put that on a shirt, honey. Do y'all want shirts? I would make shirts. <laughs> I, would, I would use all the shirts. <laughs> let's capitalize let's capitalize <laughs> <laughs> let's monetize this. i'm done uh but it's so true we have to rest and that's that's the reason for the season that's the reason for the show like the self-indulgence i'm not playing with y'all we have to rest it's so important it's so important and um in that being a beginner 
and allowing yourself to not be the best, not stress yourself out until you're totally exhausted and burnt out and just learn and be in it and go through the process. That is so important. And it's very freeing too. Um, I can kind of turn to what I journaled this week, if you want. Yeah. If you want to go first. No, I, I wanted to say that being a beginner is, and understanding what being a beginner is, is learning to have compassion to yourself and to let yourself not be the best version of you. Not all the time we have to be the best version of ourselves and what it really means to be the best. There's not a real, that's being the best is not a quantitative thing. So I think we have to allow ourselves to be, to just be without quantifying what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Just be. Yeah, we just have to be able to be, just to be. Being is enough. Be. Exactly. <laughs> so in my, uh, in my journaling, I actually thought of something I said to an intern. So I've, you guys know I'm in school. So I was in an internship and I said it to an intern who was starting the internship while I was leaving it. And she was really worried about doing her best and being really good. Like literally all of the things we've been talking about today. Mm -hmm. And I told her, you better do your worst. And I meant like, do your worst. And she looked at me like I was crazy, but go with me here. (laughs) so I told her to do her worst because one perfectionism like this is self-inflicted you don't have to be perfect it's just you don't you don't have to you really don't have to um this is a learning space or it was a learning space and a lot of the time when we're trying to be a beginner at something maybe it's in school and we're in a class and we want to be really good at the class well hey you're in school you're there to learn how do you learn by beginning boom. So it's a learning space. And that's what it's for. That's what it's made for. And I told her, you know, you have to allow yourself to be a learner and allow yourself to be coached. And, you know, they say, quote unquote, fail fast. And I don't really like that because I don't like the word failure because it's just, it's a little harsh. It's too much. Yeah. It's triggering. And I'm just a little sensitive, delicate flower. So I don't like the word fail. But um, I like allow yourself to be coached and you have to show people what you know and what you don't. Otherwise, you're just going to be walking around with like deficits that no one knows about. And then they'll come up later and people will expect that, you know, because now you're not a beginner anymore. So now you're, you're quote unquote supposed to know. And now you feel worse because you don't know. and you could really have used your learning space to be a learner and like lean in and make mistakes, learn, etc. The other thing I told her was maintaining perfection is exhausting. And oh, so exhausting. It's so exhausting. Like, oh, I'm gonna do the very best. Like you like we were talking about, you can move the goalpost and you can just be chasing this 
elusive quote unquote best I'm saying quote unquote so much but you guys can't see my air quotes so I just have to say it um (laughs) you you can just be chasing this fake best that you've made up in your mind forever for eternity and then when do you stop it's exhausting my older sister when I was in high school (laughs) made fun of me because I had gotten a 4.0 and I was really excited and she was like, oh, you done messed up. And I was like, what do you mean? A four, I got a 4.0. Like, you're just a hater. And she said, no, now mom and dad are going to be expecting a 4.0 every report card. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is like, it's a, a, a small scale example of what that can look like in your life. Oh, yeah. Now you got a 4.0. Now you have to maintain that 4.0. And did I do that? No. You know, I was a I was an A B student, okay? So I wasn't gonna get a 4.0 every semester, but she's right. They were expecting that I would keep doing that. And when you try to do your best, 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 best and grind and work yourself to exhaustion to get something done, then people are like, oh, this is great. Can you do another one? Huh? Then you have to do it again. And then you're exhausted again. And then you're exhausted every day until you burnt out. I have a question. Yeah. After that 4.0, what was your expectations of yourself? What were the expectations that you had? I I mm, I don't remember. In high school, I was a little less. Um, no, I don't think I was less perfectionistic. Actually, I probably also expected that I would get a 4.0 the next and semester. I had, yeah. And I ask that because that happens to me when I do something that I'm very proud of. And then I expect mm-hmm. everything to be something of a grandeur. Like after that mm-hmm. dress that I am so proud of, everything is com- everything is compared to that dress. Oh, yeah. Like now I've achieved this. And so therefore everything after this is, is good money. It's easy money. Like I'll achieve past it. It'll either be as good as or better than. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that's not true. That's not true. Not everything is going to be what you consider your best. Yeah. Ooh, another layer. There's so (laughs) many layers to perfectionism and being a beginner. Yeah, because it's the thing of life doesn't move in a straight line, which I've said in other episodes. And, you know, your achievement, you... You're a human being. So there's going to be variable. It's not just going to keep going up and up and up. There will be some level of progress. You know, your 50th painting won't look like your first, but. Um, yeah, it will not look like your hundred. Exactly. Not all success and all progress is vertical. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things are horizontal. Sometimes they're, I don't know, any graph type of thing how they move so I just remember the slope and I see downsies (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to calculate slope I've had it's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know what I meant it's horizontal and vertical progress is not one straight line it's not and it can go backwards and forwards Mm -hmm. it can be a spiral It can move off of the plane 
into exactly. the 3D plane. <laughs> Don't no more math metaphors. <laughs> I'm not I'm doing this very well. Um, but you're right. It it doesn't necessarily mean that the next thing is going to be that. And I think I knew that my next like report card wasn't necessarily going to be a 4.0. I was just excited, you know. Oh, I got a 4.0. Isn't that cool? Like, you know, you. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, high five. All right. Fun. The next one could be that too or not. <laughs> but, you know, you hope. Yeah. So again, an- like I said, another layer, you have to be easy on yourselves and show compassion and not expect that everything is going to be like a Beyonce album. No, but not everybody, not like nobody can be Beyonce. No one's Beyonce. No one's Beyonce. Beyonce. She's already Beyonce. She's already Beyonce. There's one Beyonce. That's what we need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's one you. So that's what we need too. We need you to be you. Exactly. Exactly. You can't be Beyonce. Just be you. So continuing on my list. Um, I also told her, sometimes your worst is good enough. And I learned this through grad school, oh, through school in general, um, as sometimes you don't have enough time to get an assignment done. And you do the best that you can, but you know that it's not quite good. And sometimes you still get a good grade on that assignment, speaking from experience. And then it makes you question, oh, why was I hurting myself and losing sleep when I could do it like this and I got the same result? Sometimes your worst is good enough. (laughs) I I have to learn that. that. I know people don't want to hear that. And it was something that was hard for me to kind of digest, but if you do your worst and it's good enough, then why ever do your best? You know, it's okay to just do good enough because when you do good enough, you avoid exhaustion. And when you avoid exhaustion, you avoid stress. When you avoid stress, your cortisol levels stay in check. You extend your life. Look at that. I have to internalize that Mm -hmm. because I struggle so much with that. And you know that. I want to change the wheel, reinvent it every time. You don't have to. It's like, you don't have to. You can do it. But it's good enough. And that's enough. Mm -hmm. And few of us are going to reinvent the wheel. If all of us were reinventing the wheel every day, then, like, what would life be? We We would be teleporting already. (laughs) we would and i don't want to be teleporting around we would be teleporting um yeah so we don't all have to reinvent the wheel no one has to reinvent the wheel the wheel is the wheel it's it's there and it's okay it's a function (laughs) yeah yeah and your your best is just variable like i said before like your best at any moment is your best Sometimes doing your best in a moment doesn't feel like your best because you haven't worked to exhaustion, but working to exhaustion does not mean that you've done your best. It just means that you've worked yourself to exhaustion. 
and and being exhausted, being tired, being burnt out doesn't have to be the measure for whether or not you've done done a good job. Because why is it? Capitalism. Capitalism. Um, And I think your worth is not related to how many good things or like how many perfect things you put out into the world. Mm -hmm. It's just who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And people aren't, it's just a capitalist mindset that everything has to have a value that is like to create profit. So we start applying that to even ourselves. It's like, how much profit can I create? Yeah. Or how much profit? Like, it's, we are not, we are not um, materials to be sold to create something. We're not, we're people. We're people. We're humans. Mm-hmm. And we start, we need to start seeing that. And appreciating ourselves who as who we are. Here, here. And there you have it, folks. What did you journal about? Did you get all your journalings out? Um, a little bit. I talked a lot about compassion because mm-hmm. I don't show a lot of compassion to myself when I'm learning something because it has to be done the exact same way that I see it in the book or it has to be the same way I see it in the video. Um, and that it is okay to make mistakes. Mistakes are part of learning. You need mistakes to learn. You do. So mistakes are not, don't have a negative value. They have a value that is positive. And even now I'm putting value on things because capitalism, Mm -hmm. um, but how do we live outside of value (laughs) we need to start looking outside of value and mistakes are very important to our development Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i journal about about mistakes and compassion compassion yeah so if we had to make like a short list of ways to be a beginner show compassion release your perfectionism no you don't have to be the best (laughs) and move outside value and profit yeah move outside of value and profit are you enjoying yourself that should be the the measure when it can be because sometimes you have to be a beginner and you know it's work Mm -hmm. we know yeah we get it um but allow yourself to learn allow yourself to be a learner being a learner you don't you never stop being a learner in life so you need to get used to it yes that is one of the constants of life is learning yeah Mm -hmm. so the sooner we can become comfortable with that process the easier it becomes maybe not maybe easy is the wrong word but the the comfortable the more more comfortable yes yes change learning discomfort they all they're all part of the pie so and it's it's how you become a little more selfish you know in conclusion 
that's how you become a little more selfish tag us on instagram tell us about how you are going to become a beginner again or for the first time um our selfish suggestion today is return to something that you have abandoned because you are not good or start something new and allow yourself to be a beginner and tell us about it at a little more selfish i think i think we did it we did it that's a wrap (laughs) i'm still thinking about the thing about capitalism I know, yeah. We're very like anti-capitalist heavy today, but that's that's what you guys are paying us the big bucks for. Um Thank you for being on, Alondra. Thank you so much for being here. Um I always enjoy our conversations and I really value our friendship and the connection that we share. So I appreciate you helping me with this project of mine that I'm also proud of. And I look forward to having you back. I think Thank you, you for having back. me. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back anytime you want. Yay. It's an honor being here. Well, we will see you all next time. Well, we won't see you, but yeah, we'll see you all next time on the next episode of Selfish. Remember to be kind to yourselves and kind to each other. And we will see you next week. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, beautiful listeners, for tuning in once again to our show. Thank you to Nawal Illustrations for our cover art and a special thank you to our wonderful guest today, Alondra, who you can find on IG at Dearest Alondra. That's A-L-O-N-D-R-A. We will see you all next week. Keep an eye out on at a little more selfish page for next week's topic and special guest. We love you and we hope you take some time to be just a little more selfish. Bye.